This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do. Filters. Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Well, Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, American-tough, and feature SureGrip technology. No slip grip for easy install and remove, even with the old oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants. Contaminants, I say it every time, contaminants. Uh, contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Find the filter that's right for you and go to Fram.com today. That's F-R-A-M.com. No matter how you drive, Fram has the right filter for you. Head over to Fram.com, F-R-A-M.com, and find your perfect filter today. Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. It's 8 p.m. and I live in an apartment complex screaming at the top of my lungs. Johnny G, John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust me, boy. Yeah, I want speed next to Flava Flav in the VH1 bathroom. Also joining me in the High My Series, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Arthur is distracted because Tiffany's cooking chicken. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, one recurring guest, one recurring guest, one repeat guest, wish he would recur, but he's just so damn busy with his own podcast and his podcasting partner, Robert. We got Dan Klein and Robert Bandick from the Bible Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see my lights dim at the end of that? That ga- I yeah. thought I was blacking out. <laughs> I thought I was gonna faint. I thought yeah, you kind were of like it. an Akira moment. <laughs> you like <laughs> channeled all the Earth's powers into yeah. that mighty powering up. My intro is an EMP. People say uh, it's been known to shut down cell service by screen. I 
the pandemic has been a new thing for me screaming this at the top of my lungs once to twice do, a week. How so? What do you mean? Neighbors have now said, hey, uh, oh. do you, you have a podcast? I, I looked it up. I actually know Amir Blumenfeld. Like, they could hear me so clearly that they Googled high and mighty. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. oh, boy. Or like over, you've done it so many times that they've been able to put together all the words yeah, of the like, introduction. Yeah, they're like, I think he says fuck boy. I know he says right. mighty at one point. Podcast Let's introduction, down. fuck boy. Who is this guy? That's a good way to do some micro um, promoting your show in your neighborhood is scream all the time. Honestly, I wish it was Patreon because that one listener could be $5 a month could for be life. five bucks in the bank. But hopefully they'll just get themselves some feels CBD promo code mighty gets you 50% off your first month. Uh, I don't know if they're actually advertising anymore. So if they're not, fuck them. If they are, thank you, feels. Sorry. Love you, feels. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Guys, I'm so pumped. I did your podcast, Bible Brothers or Bible Bros. Thank you. Bible Brothers. Bible Bible Bros is a fun nickname. Yeah. Isn't it weird that Brothers is apostrophe, like Mario Bros, they do B-R-O-S period? Yes. They like put bros, bros. Yeah, bros. like misses, like miss. I call Mr. them the Mario Ms. Bros. <laughs> Have you called anyone a miss or a missus in a long time? I'm wondering about that because my son will go to school in a couple of years, and will do they still call teachers misses? I, yeah, yeah that's for must sure. Must be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, they're they're not like just Diane. Change. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's what I'm. I'm like they're just gonna call him Tyler or something. Like, hey, I think I'm a pretty progressive out. person, but if I heard that teachers were now called by their first names i'd lose it really that would be that that would be my thing where i'm like the world is changing there should Uh, be some semblance of like respect right like a little bit of like your authority at least for like elementary school and junior high like learn that teach that to these i guess so but does do you ever use it outside of like i feel like it's just going away sorry this is just me thinking about no no no. i think I, i think it goes away but I mean, and I'm 30. I'm an old man. I'm almost 40. I feel like you need the person to tell you, no, please. Okay. Mrs. You know, Mrs. Yes. Klein is my mother. Call me Dan. You know what yes. I mean? Like, Wait, why would they call me Mrs. Klein? <laughs> I, have, I don't know. <laughs> I Depends definitely phrased that wrong. <laughs> Did you guys grow yes. up in those households where you call parents by, like your friend's parents by Mr. and Mrs.? Because I did not, and I, it was foreign to me. I, I did, and then they would always say, Oh, please call me boy. Right. Some of them wouldn't, but like my parents expected my friends to call them Mr. and Mrs. Gabris until they gave them permission to say otherwise. Mm. Mm. For me, it made me both. It made me so uncomfortable either way that I just avoided saying adults' names probably yeah. for the first like Dan, twelve years of my like life. I was just like you. I like adults to me were like lived in a different like realm. I did. <laughs> yes. I had no relationship with adults. You're like no. you're dead to me. I don't know you. Like I was always shocked by the kids who would be like, oh, oh, hello, Elton. Referring to my parents. Hello, Eleanor. Hello, Glenn. I'd be like, what are you? Who are you talking about? You remember their names? Yeah, why? How? Don't, aren't you thinking about other stuff? Just ignore them. Just get the snacks and go back to the video games. Yeah, and that's for like other adults to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't I'm, need I'm to good say with that. I was good with parents my whole life. I'm good with oh, really? adults. Yeah. I found I, I felt better around adults when I was a kid because I feel like they got my quote unquote humor, you know, like, <laughs> which was just like repeating stuff I've heard other adults say at different points in my life. I made I made it was easier for me to make adults laugh than kids, I felt like. But are you the oldest or an only child? I'm the oldest. So that is probably part of it. Too. I feel like you had this like brief window where it was like your only points of connection in the world were other were adults. Right. Right. Yeah. And then my little brothers always had me as like a defraying like 
it's always you my were... mom and dad and then also John. Yeah, yeah so you, they're the like, no parent. one gets as old as John. <laughs> 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 Mr. Gabrus. <laughs> that's, my, that's my brother, Mr. Gabrus. <laughs> My brother is a is a uh, teacher, so he actually it's funny. He is Mister. He's Mister G, which you kind of oh, have to go by awesome. if your last name has gay in it, and you teach elementary school. You got to just go. Oh, it's G. Yeah. We're not even getting into. We're not hashing out gay and bris. Wait, he's an uh, elementary school teacher. Uh, principal now, I think. I my I have I mean, a friend who's an elementary school principal. That's wild. Yeah, he start uh, he started as a teacher. Now he's a principal. Uh, started look, from look the bottom, him. and now you're now here. Now look at him. He's probably got a walkie-talkie, maybe. I Ooh. imagine they have walkie-talkies. He's got a flak jacket, fucking sniper rifle. I don't know what vice principals do. <laughs> That's what principals do these days. They just, like, just patrol the grounds. The militarization of the police have yes. extended to army surplus principals. being given to, like, the arts and crafts teacher now drives around in an APC on campus. So like All black. Humvees and your brothers on the football field in the crow's nest. Just... Sniping. sniping from far away. No one sniping ever knows intruders. his exact location. <laughs> Full war paint. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. He's a young principal. Yeah. It turns out, well, do you, Robert, it's funny you say that. That's how I'm realizing that I'm old. Is oh, that he's I, not young. Because he's not, he he's seems like he would be age. a young oh, principal. Oh, gosh. And that's the shit that's breaking my mind. Is like, once you're yeah. a little, bro- like, my brother-in-law, my wife's younger brother, is a cop. And it's like, I've known him since he was like 16 or 17. Now he's a cop. That's like, I, I'm like, you're too young to be a cop. He's like, bro, I'm 34. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> you've been a cop I'm for dying. 10 years. Yeah, It's over for me. <laughs> yeah. I've done everything I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, no. That reminds me of the first time you think like a Playboy chick is young like do did you have that mm. switch over in your life where you were like i don't know they if were I was just adults playboy still at that time yeah i mean i wasn't like reading playboy at 25 <laughs> 2010 in new york city no it was like you you get you're like oh you talk about playboy and you're like oh they're 18 that seems so crazy and then when once right. you're 25 you're like she's only 18 oh yeah that's yeah you don't feel good anymore yeah, or, yeah they shouldn't be allowed cop, to do this cops are two years younger than you when you're like 24 and you're like no no way there yeah, are cops weird. who are younger than me i'm like a young idiot and then yeah. that just yeah. happens I for life that. my thing is that i feel like i just graduated college like that i'm like hey i just graduated i'm living in the big city trying to get my life together you're a father like, you're a father you lived in multiple cities and you graduated like over a decade ago oops I've yeah, also been I'm, realizing I'm, I'm that, like, <laughs> anyone in an authority figure, anyone who I have, like, an authority relationship, or the opposite, like, any meeting I have with someone, I I never, I always think they're older, even if they're clearly a decade younger than me. <laughs> I, like, wow, they got their life together. I used to, I, you, like, equate status with age, and I used to even yes. equate height with age. If I was, like, taller Ooh. than someone, I'd be like, this person's younger than me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did find it very confusing when someone must be harder than elderly was... people like, who are yeah. very short. They're getting younger. Man, look at these youngsters. I'm just dunking on them. <laughs> I'm really good in this basketball league that I play with all these young, spry, young... short people. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive, man. Shaq is the oldest person yeah. in that Shaq. universe. Or like Shaq bold, is the bold. oldest and that that Indian fellow who was in those movies way back when is the, is the youngest is person the youngest. in the world. Oh, the guy from uh, 
Island of Dr. Moreau? Uh, yes. Yeah. I forget I what that I'm specific thinking. form of dwarfism is that he has. Like, per, I'm thinking it, of someone who was like more of like a kind of, he did Kung Fu. Uh, he was, a he, he was on, he was like on the palm of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's hand at one point. <laughs> I think we're thinking of just, the same person. But it could be the same guy in a different role. Yeah. Cause in the Island of Dr. Moreau, he like, he's like Marlon Brando's sidekick and, I, I, I know way too much about this movie due to Me the, too. Did, did you, you watch like that documentary? The Richard Stanley Island oh my of gosh. Fire? Yes. That's one of the best movies and stories I've heard in my life. It's if you're a comedy fan. One of the fan, best docs if, ever. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of comedy or movies. Where is this doc available? I hard think, to get. Yeah. Okay. It's like a YouTube one or something? Or? I feel like no, eventually I it came out in like iTunes or something. Like I was like, oh, finally. I get yeah. to watch a story documentary. It's so it's so good. Like it's just behind the scenes of an insane movie where it's got Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer both at right. their respective freak peaks of like there's a, a I'm not spoiling anything. There's so much wild shit, but there's a story where they went 2 days without shooting because Val and Marlon wouldn't come out till the other guy came out. I heard I heard like they had to be the last one. I didn't know it was 2 days, but I've heard that they would be they had to be the last one to set. Yeah, and people were in full cool. costumes and getting four, and four hours of makeup every day and then just sitting around all afternoon waiting for the actors to come to set. I would love to get to that point where I could do that to other people. Yeah. And think, like, I'm justified in this. I would yeah. love to get to that point, but I would never take advantage of it. I would just get to that point and feel finally relaxed that I'm not going to get immediately fired for, like, shitting while they're looking for me or accidentally flubbing a line. Do you think those those like anxieties would just come back anyway? And you'd be like, wow, I still feel like I'm going to get fired. I wonder. Yeah. If you feel the alpha, maybe that's how you combat the anxiety is just go full go alpha crazy. Free. Maybe yeah. so. Like, maybe... I dare you, God. Look, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing everything in my powers to stop this. Yes. That's all they were doing. They were deeply insecure people that were just trying to work through it. Gosh, I wish this were a movie podcast. I wish we could. I wish this came out. I wish people would watch the entire documentary so that we could then talk about the the insane, crazy, big spoiler of like the craziest thing that happens. <laughs> because I, I, I won't say it because I enjoy that documentary so much. I, I feel like it would actually be bad. I want people to see it not knowing that something wow. insane happens. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for Dan or the yeah, listeners, but like it's one of the better documentaries out there like wow the, the the spoiler that robert's talking about is really funny and, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's great. a crazy layer to the whole thing <laughs> um but enough about that uh more interesting topic let's downshift <laughs> to something else that robert and i and dan are less excited to talk no i'm just kidding mm-hmm. we want to talk uh, if you thought that it? was fun <laughs> yeah, never mind then you probably won't it. like this <laughs> then you're gonna be really upset by the rest of us unless of course your hobby is documentaries about films um, okay we're- nice segue king <laughs> <laughs> we suck Just, at those. We have a lot to learn. Dripping. So you suck at going on to the I next cha- chapter. <laughs> basically, yeah, yes. Basically. You have a built-in format to move along in Bible Brothers. There's a little, like, we're too polite to each other. We're like, well, anything else? Before Did you have we, another to, several thoughts more about thoughts? Jacob? So well, should also, we, like, uh, you'll talk about, you'll bring some, you'll be like, okay, well, speaking of this, and I'll be like, oh, what did you want to say about that? And you're like, no, I just want to, like, move on. Aggressively, uh, yes-anding segues. Yeah, so much. Go, uh, go, yeah, please. Give me your thoughts. Speaking of hobbies, yes, hobbies. Love them. Hobbies. Those are, like, activities you do to kill time in the free. Oh, uh, my yes, gosh. Yes, Dan, drop hobby off. Hobby Lobby. 
<laughs> well, I don't have any. So um, before we go into hobbies, I just there's a Bible quote that I read out of context, not in the Bible, that I just think is weirdly apropos for everything's going on. I don't know if you've guys gotten to this. I Probably think not. it's Matthew. Definitely no, not. you no, you haven't, right? No, because no. you're in Genesis. We're I think we finished Genesis. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think you helped us. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't listened to the next episode yet. I'm assuming <laughs> you move on to the next. I don't even know what the next book is either, so I can't. Exodus. 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 <laughs> Now we know this, Robert. Um, this yeah. is why we started reading the Bible. <laughs> We're Bible F- geniuses. Now you've got it all figured out. But the uh, I saw a quote that was a verse or whatever they're called in the Bible from Matthew that said, it would be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah, I feel like people are probably throwing that around a lot now, but it I don't know that much about more. the Bible. Yeah, it's wildly apropos of like the current situation. Like show that to the Falwell show that to any one of those preachers who has a fucking uh private jet that they shoot around in and shit like that. That's I'm in at my... the Bible. For all these crazy ass Bible people, it's like literally about like being rich uh makes it more difficult to get into heaven. <laughs> There's a weird thing that's like American Christianity and maybe now it's like more global, but like that somehow equated hard work and prosperity to like being a good Christian, which is like has nothing to do with actual Christianity. But I, I, I it, it feel, somehow yeah, is it feels like a little uh, retconning to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, if you make a bunch of money or if you don't make a bunch of money, but you work really hard and I make a bunch of money. Uh, then both of us are good Christians. Yes, that feels yeah, it's like weird. Christians and like good people. Just like if mm. I make money, then I could hire more people, and that makes me a good person and like boon to the economy. God, there's so much cool. wrong with. That, I mean, <laughs> with that ideology, I want to. I want to be like. I hate them. They're, it's it's horrible. I wonder what it would be like were I rich if I would just be like. You don't get it, man. Like once you're here, you do the you do the exact same thing as everybody else. Yeah, I mean that might be true. Right. That if once you get to being rich, you lock it up and don't want to share it, and will refuse to you know do everything you can to not lose it, tax right. shelters, all that shit. But at the same time, that's a that means that money right. also is. It's true. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a good argument. That means if for you don't it. feel it now, but then when you get right. money, you do feel it. I do think you're like. Yeah, I don't want to beat my wife, but when I have like six bottles of Jack, I do want to beat my wife. It's like if right. I do, then yeah, if yeah, I don't, I you know, like then <laughs> then I at least understand it. That analogy is off the rails. I've just been thinking about beating my wife so <laughs> yeah, much. And, wow, I see a lot of bottles of Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean these are two separate thoughts that are now weirdly uh, coming together. Yeah, I don't know. It just sort of. I'm kind of still me. hung up on the first analogy about the camel and the going the through pen. an eye of a needle. Yeah, it seems like. Once you think about it a little harder than not at all, it's 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 pretty stupid. Like it's not that it's like it's like, oh, one's really big and one's really small, but it's like, shouldn't they have said like through a tiny tunnel? Like it would be impossible <laughs> to go through a solid object. It's, I don't even but understand what they're even trying hole. to imagine. It, it's the eye of the needle is such a small other side is the little hole. Is where the yeah. straight is where your yarn or Oh, uh, it's your a good s- analogy. Yeah. It what did you impossible. think it was the t- like the the tip? tip. Yeah, that makes. I was like, what are they doing? Okay, uh, 
it's I'm a good only analogy. Really f- familiar with Eye of the Needle because it was a term I first heard as a wrestler when I was doing wrestling in junior high and high school. And it's when you're on an all liquid diet, like you're trying to drop weight, so you're just drinking, and then you can shit through the eye of a needle. Ooh. That's oh. what, <laughs> where you're like, that? my coach, he's like, you know, you're going to be dropping weight when you can shit through the. I'm like, this is my junior high wrestling coach who's also the social studies teacher who's like yes starve yourself 13 year old oh totally i remember that i remember the wrestlers wearing like you couldn't wear like legally wear rubber suits right or something yeah. to sweat they, so you could wear sweatpants because I, I a kid died i mean at least in the uh, northeast a oh, kid died doing like a sauna suit type thing right and then they would just be like spitting weight. in bottles all day yeah, because they like swallowing the saliva kept you hydrated. That like it's insane. But that's so... not real, right? That's crazy. No, that doesn't make as that doesn't just, sound real. That's just exciting for the coaches. They like to I, torture the children. <laughs> there was a dude in my high school who ran track who on the uh, the day of a meet would walk around the hallways like this. I'm gonna demonstrate it for you guys. Bummer okay. to the listeners, but Super pigeon toe, waddle very slow because he was saving himself for the race. Oh, (laughs) what an affectation! That's such bullshit. Yeah, that makes me think of the spitting in the bottle, where it's like, what are you really like a cool thing to do during class? Like, sorry, teach. Yeah, sorry, but I have a huge meet today, and uh, I mean, I will only run track for six more months of my life, and then never think about it again. It's true. (laughs) Like how serious the coaches took high school sports is so humiliating in hindsight. Yeah, sports are hobbies. Yeah, there you go. Cook. Here we go. Hobbies. It is so was true, hobby. though. Sorry, What's, go on. Oh, just that I I used to play basketball, but I can't play that anymore because of the pandemic, and that was a hobby, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Sports, sports in general. <laughs> I wish I could do my favorite hobby of sports. Yes, <laughs> I, love the, I miss the yeah. sports. The sports. <laughs> well, sports can be a hobby. I think so. Yeah, whether it's Watching it, coaching it, uh, right? I guess fantasy like, football. That's yeah, definitely a hobby. That is definitely. And why in my head did I not think like watching something would be a hobby? Why I didn't why, think it was either. I I consider that like. I think I, oh, I thought I saw. Oh, that, that was scary, Arthur. right? Yeah, you have a ghost. Scary. I saw your yeah. door open. Sorry, yeah, that was that was Arthur. He's okay. A yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm too terrified to go on. <laughs> yeah. No. I. It's really. I mean, it is the season for a fucking door to eerily yeah, open now, on someone else's Zoom. <laughs> so close to Halloween, Arthur. Right. Jesus. But that is a good question. Are is watch it? Can watching a thing be a hobby? Also, is a collection a hobby? Yes. Yeah. I, I think I, collecting something uh, is a hobby. More. I wonder because is just buying music a hobby like right or is yes. you, are you just collect oh. are you is like is collecting different than a hobby i think it has to cross like a threshold at a certain point right like it's one thing to be like oh i'm a i like music so i buy it but then uh, as opposed to like i collect vinyl and like right. i go to specific places to get certain kinds i feel like once you're you know certain specifics are, then, are you, I was about to say, are you saying it's specifics or effort that knocks it mm, into the hobby? Probably a little territory. bit of both, right? Like, because even say basketball, which I realize now was a hobby, I for the longest time like didn't care. But then, yes, I started to like buy. I bought like a better ball for like indoor games. Right. I mean, it's all. I guess hobbies is also just in my mind like a dad. Like dads to me, I equate that with like getting gear, oh, other yeah. things and. 
we're getting we're we're getting older. We have jobs. Gotta get that gear. So, got families. We have money. Gear <laughs> is gear. so. I I speak talking about hobbies. I got scuba certified last year. Twenty nineteen was one of my like you know bucket list things. And if you want to talk about a hobby that's gear centric, mm. the boat out was just all these fat dudes being like, yeah, well, got the regulator. Oh, oh you went with the O2. Oh, I see. I like the O6 for underneath when, and it's like just guys talking about, it's like golf, fucking bike riding, like these yep. hobbies that t- people can get into camping where you could just get more and stuff. more shit. People just, like, love collecting that. cards, but it's real stuff that you use. Well, cause it's, you eventually run out of needs, right? Like you eventually, yeah. like, I mean, we're speaking from a privileged point. Eventually you have a, enough money or safety to just, Survive. my needs are met. Yeah. Like I have a apartment. I don't know what I'm saving for. So you can start saying like, might as well buy a better indoor basketball or some shit. I mean, you got to have a good ball, you know, you don't want to be using that dirty outdoor ball in there. Wait, is I think hob- also like, oh, go on. Yeah. No, Sorry. no, you, I was just going to say are, it's just hobbies. What? Wealthy people call it, and like other people just call it like. Well, I wonder this is what I, I do. <laughs> this is hopefully not too disturbing of a question, but I do wonder if like you're poor, you still probably have hobbies. You still want to got to do stuff, pass the time, play some yeah, games. Well, I'm sure, but you don't look at it as like my hobby, right? Yeah, you know, I guess like, ho- the terminology of hobby. I don't even know people. Like people don't even really like say you. hobby anymore. Right? Maybe that's why I think I don't have hobbies is that you just don't hear the word that often. Yeah, you're that's like working all. on your miniature rocket ships, and you're like, I don't have any hobbies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah, bunch yeah. of cool. Sh- I do a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Robert, Robert, you hit the nail on the head. I think hobbies is so the umbrella over like, mop, painting miniatures, collecting weird. It feels like hobby yeah. shop where you know you can buy like metal miniatures or fucking uh books on how to glue planes together and shit like that. well certainly if it's in a hobby shop you gotta we gotta say that's a hobby let's start there okay yeah, you can great. buy it in a hobby shop it's a hobby i went i did i was in i took a trip to japan a few years ago and they have a department store like 15 giant floors more maybe 30 or something i'd like to say it's called like hobby something Every floor is dedicated to a different hobby. Mm. That's how seriously they take their hobbies there. Like what? What did you see on the floors? Like one level was the biggest gardening store you've ever seen. Oh, well, gardening oh, is a hobby. See again, yeah. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Of course it is, but I'm like, no, gardening is gardening. One below that was like art and art supplies. Right. And it was like, and so on. There was like actually, it was a whole like pet. There's a whole pet area. It was just like. Go here if you need if you don't know what you want to do, but you want to do something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just stay on the elevator and peek out at every floor to just see if it's for you. Like it's uh... pretty cool. It's pretty Willy Wonka-ish. Just like, yeah, right. I could be this guy. I could be that guy. Like the yeah, and their miniatures were off the chain. Just like, oh, train, just the train oh, section. Oh, trains alone. is good. Yeah. You My just gosh. made me I would love to go to that store, Robert, and profile people. Getting mm. it, w- at the entrance to be like, you think this is a train guy or a, oh, is, is, yeah. is she here for gardening or do you think she's more of a pet person? You're like, going to want to go to the seventh floor. You look like a pet, pet boy. Just like eyeballing people and being like, oh, I see a little dirt on your knees. You must garden. It's like, no, I suck dick or whatever. You're like, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, that's the 11th floor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I got sucking. that wrong. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. I thought you were a gardener. <laughs> I was on such a roll before. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to have to start adding that to my guesswork. People are going to be mad <laughs> standing outside yes, the yeah. store. Do you suck dick? Do you suck dick? <laughs> you know what's interesting? 
that just the train <laughs> thing reminded me was that I just read a book about like Walt Disney and how he, after like Disney, the animation studio like blew up. He was like the richest guy at everything. He could do anything he wanted. He was an obsessive miniature train man. And he just built, he had a train going around his little house, his, I mean, his big house, but his backyard. And he'd spend, he'd make like the most famous people in the world, like come look at him, ride his train. And like a <laughs> ride huge his re- train. So it was big enough that. It was, yeah, it was small. Right. Sorry. It wasn't miniature. It was, but it was still like small. It was like he a sat one. on it. I think it's at Griffith Park now or something oh, like is that. It? Oh, interesting. I feel like his trains were donated somewhere and kids can ride it somewhere. I, and I, his I, like train obsession was like, literally was directly corresponding to why he made Disneyland. He basically spent like the next like decade of his life hustling, going crazy, like just because he wanted like every like to build a bigger train that goes around a whole park. (laughs) And that's how he got Disneyland. It wasn't because he wanted a theme park. It was just no, it was like mostly train centric. It's like, let uh, me ride my train around a place that looks cool. (laughs) And I guess I better like get some money to pay for the train. It was all train. Yeah, everything came. It was like train first, everything else second. He's like, if we buy Marvel, we can have more trains. Train. <laughs> sure, man. Okay. If I design a very friendly mouse, I could have. Yes, a I can get train. my train. He was like he playing. Like he's like the Bobby or... Fisher of trains. He's like, I have a thirty-move plan to get a very long train. Speaking of Bobby, you're not going to believe it starts with a sort of racist cartoon. Crazy, I have to design this mouse. Guys, I had a sick segue. Uh, oh, I, I was going to say, speaking of Bobby Fischer, I have started playing chess that, as a hobby. My That's friend, a sick segue. Is a hobby. Games can sick be segue. a hobby, right? Yeah, I guess I, I I feel like chess is like almost also in king the, of the hobbies. Yeah, yeah. like yes. Yeah, board, and like board games is, so, is sort of a is a hot hobby these days too. I feel like That's at true. least in the in the nearing 40 year old comedy circles I run in In the cool sexy nightclubs we're hearing all about these board games like Ticket to Ride in the Miami TikTok scene everyone's playing Secret Hitler (laughs) Dan I didn't know you're playing chess so you just started as an amateur I just started as an amateur because again during the pandemic I was like I need something to do but more specifically, I need something to do for a short period of time. And right. bursts. Yeah, that I could come back to and like just sort of not take too seriously. Though I'm much more competitive than I thought I would be. And because I'm you sure. know what it is, like you are, you're going like head to head with friends. Like I'm playing with friends. And when they like outsmart you, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh, geez, am I that stupid that like a good friend of mine just like completely outwitted me? God. Yeah. Uh- for the, you that, are. those those that hour you're at war with your friend. A and little you're bit. in your monkey brain does not know the difference between a game and, and battle. Life and death. Yes. And <laughs> oh, it's like yeah. I just got into like a knife fight with a friend who I'm like, I think I know this guy, and he stabbed me. And then me he stabs me. you in the back and it's like, why would you do that? How did that happen? I thought I like had this under control. The I bishop. Play. You used <laughs> the fucking bishop on me. Yeah. Knights really get me. Because they can I'm, move in that L shape. Oh, yeah. You, like, can't even think that way. Sometimes, yeah, bastards. you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I right. didn't notice. And now there's nothing I can do. <laughs> do you play games with people? I play, like, online Settlers of Catan somewhat obsessively when I'm supposed to work. And mm. when a lot of people, if you do a move on them, like the equivalent of, like, take out one of their pieces, they, like, quit. have a conniption. 
Yeah, really? they'll, or they'll spam you in the chat box and they're furious. And it's like, what did you think would happen? We're in <laughs> that. Like, We're just playing. The, yeah. the game is, I didn't like, I didn't break the rules. I right. did what the game is telling me to do to you. Yeah. That drives me crazy because that you want to tell that person, just play again after this. Like, yeah. you know, maybe, like, you'll, maybe you'll win next time. <laughs> just play a hundred more times and maybe don't get this upset every time. Feels premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. I don't know about you, but CBD has been a big part of my diet, especially since uh, sometime in March. I couldn't imagine why. Um, but yeah, CBD is uh, uh, I pop a, you know, a few drops of feels under my tongue with my morning coffee and then a few more before I go to bed. And for me, I find that it helps reduce stress, helps me with my insomnia or stress-induced insomnia, really. Um, CBD and feels naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I'm assuming a lot of people are dealing with that. But if you're new to CBD, uh, feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide you through your personal experience. So you could do it that way. And it's a community. So uh, it's like a membership thing. So if you join the feels community, you get feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Um, and it doesn't taste like all, you know, some nasty tinctures. And this one doesn't taste all fake and synthetic or all weird and medicinal. It tastes like the herb. You know, it's got a little bit of a, a flavor to it that I enjoy. So become a member and get 50% off your first order right now. Feels has me uh, feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mighty to become a member, and then you get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash mighty. Ooh, it's getting a little chilly across America. That can only mean one thing. Everybody wants socks. A lot of people need socks, but everybody wants socks. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. It can fit in the stockings, which is, you know, a little Russian stocking, Russian sock kind of thing. Um, people sleep in socks. It's the winter, and life without blisters is a true gift. That's why we're trying to talk about darn tough Vermont. These are some solid ass socks i'm uh, about to slap on a pair now i'm gonna do mr rogers put them on while i talk to you Ooh, that is comfortable there's no slipping there's no smell blisters binding you know none of that with the darn tough vermont socks it's got itchless merino wool Ooh, and i can feel that it's comfort it's durable it's fit and they're guaranteed for life for real they're owned and knit in USA. They are American owned and American made. And they've got something for everybody, whether it's hiking, skiing, snowboarding, work, uh, running, athletics, uh, lifestyle, uh, outdoorsy, super warm uh, for wearing with suits, military, nurses, mail carriers, marathoners, hunters, teachers, and pretty much everyone else is on their feet all day. Highly uh, trust the Darn Tough Vermont Socks. So head to darntough.com slash mighty. That's D-A-R-N-T-O-U-G-H dot com slash mighty to check them out. Buy two bears and the shipping is free. That's D-A-R-N-T-O-U-G-H dot com slash mighty. Trust me, you're going to like these socks. Both of you have said something that lit me up here because 
you would argue that Walt's hobby was trains. It's but he was drawing all the time. But you wouldn't call that his hobby. It's but before or- he got paid, it right. was a, like right. Right. I'm using Dan as a specific example here, but I'm sure Robert can relate. Like, because you think I could be a chess grandmaster if I yeah. try hard no, enough? No, because I met you doing like random free sketch comedy shows around New York and Washington D.C. True, and the so DC comedy was a hobby for us. Yes, at the time, but now if you were to put on a sketch show, would it be? Cons- I mean, it, you you would. Uh, someone yeah. might argue that it's a hobby because you're supposed to be a working comedy writer or whatever, but. It's now our job in a yeah, weird way. Yeah, it would way. be more career-based. Yeah, so like doing improv is no longer a hobby, or was it ever a hobby? Because we were right. doing it for the sake of our careers? Yeah, I guess we it wanted to do comedy. Intense yeah. has to be... Ooh, uh, intense. Yes. I'm doing it just for kicks might be what makes it a hobby, too. But it's also somewhat tragic because I imagine for a certain period, all of us, our favorite hobby, quote-unquote, was probably comedy and being a goofball and now at least speaking for myself personally now as a, an employed goofball <sighs> i get no almost no joy out of it and my number one hobby <laughs> is just so upsetting and i <laughs> count the hours when i can stop doing it so that yeah. i can do something anything else well that's what you're saying there robert is the fucking crux of what we're saying here it is once you get successful ish whatever you're you don't it doesn't have to be like once you're obliged to do it yeah once you're working as a comedy writer you're like that's when you create other hobbies and i think we've seen it with mutual friends who get like pretty successful you're like yeah i mean i knew they were always into muay thai or crossfit or or flying uh, planes flying plane well except (laughs) like that's exactly those are the exact references i'm thinking of is like thomas middleditch eugene cordero these people who you know what they're into and then they get their careers take off it's like well now ostensibly you want to have time away from comedy writing now robert and you were actually saying you have a numerous hobbies. So have you, mm, since yeah. comedy, since your hobby became something you've been obliged to do, mm-hmm. have you created new hobbies or leaned into old hobbies more? Yeah. Like, what are you doing these days to keep yourself sane? Well, I have a bunch of them. Well, first of all, another category that I think we should say is not a hobby is things that I'm addicted to doing, mm. um, like namely gambling. And so <laughs> Wait, I w- <laughs> I'm addicted to gambling too. Oh, yeah, baby. And should I we gamble call- right now? <laughs> I bet you're not as addicted as I am. Should we, yeah, ga- should we shit. bet on what Dan will say next? Wait, I, Dan just gave <laughs> us the fucking uh, the labyrinth riddle. I bet you're not more addicted to gambling than I am. Is sort of like a paradox. Yeah, wait, in a weird hold way. on. It's the ultimate game. Right, hold on. No gambling. By can winning, refuse. you lose? Like, it's, well, that's wild. I know yeah. there's an answer to this one. You have to ask the other one, like, what would you say? say you would bet on it's like that what, old riddle <laughs> what do you guys um gamble on poker uh, oh see so yeah, yeah i still play weekly poker but all for fun now i don't i used to play online poker yeah but i like because i i prefer casino gambling and part of the reason is because it really helps me Stop. limit my addiction yeah, yeah. So exactly. what is casino gambling like, like going being to a gambling place? at a casino oh, yeah. oh, Plan- but- craps is my favorite game oh, okay so I like oh, to go to a casino and play craps. You truly ride those dice. You are yeah. like, you just love the luck. Of- <laughs> yeah. I love gamble. I love the gamble. Yeah. Pure uh, gamble. Uh, poker for me is, is fun. I enjoy it, but it, I, I'm, I'm not playing that for game. I actually like took 
full tilt poker and boat dog sports and all that shit off of my computers mm-hmm. like five or six years ago because it was like getting to be a problem. Right. Uh, that's interesting. Now, well, so when it comes to gambling, I specifically only like poker and I actually have no addictive feelings towards the luck ones, the craps, the the slot machines, the blackjack. I feel like the it's the saying about the strategy and like the feeling that I could beat someone. It's it is the competitive instinct like that I can outsmart people that yeah. I think keeps me going. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said something you're addicted to doing. I think poker might be a hobby if you play it frequently enough because and now I'm adding more layers to our own definition of hobby. Is it something that you can like improve on over time, like get better at? I think that's gotta be right. That's part of the hobby, I feel like. I think a hobby has like some challenge to it. So yes, and with the challenge, there's some improvement. Right. Cause like like you're saying I, I would say gambling is not necessarily a hot like I, I would be hard pressed to say like craps is a hobby of mine. But I think poker could be a hobby. Like you can't say drinking is a hobby of mine, but if you are like trying to master different types of old fashions or brewing your own beer, then I think you get mm. into hobby territory. Mm. Except I could send like you some Twitter know. links to the king of drinking in China who I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know the dude. <laughs> yeah. I think for him it's a hobby. Yeah, I think drinking's well, a hobby. <laughs> I th- well, that's yeah. interesting because then say it's he about he is good at drinking. Yes, it must be like that's. I, I guess what I'm saying is like for me, a guy who smokes pot just about every single day, I, you wouldn't call it a hobby. Right. Yeah. Unless, but if I was like trying to like, unless you got if, deep in it. But yeah. that's right. Because now we're talking hobby v snobby. Oh, where, where does snobby, snob become hobby hub? Be snobby. That's a Can great you be name snobby? Of, a, of an evil character in a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> can you be snobby in something that's not a hobby? Right, because like you can be a wine snob, wine snob without wine being your hobby, right? Like if, if you just know a lot about it, if Is you it know a lot about a beer and enjoy beer, when does it become a hobby? Do you have to like- You have to f- practice it. There's an element of like sort of- Using your hands, like yeah. that, makes me feel like it makes it a hobby for some reason. And you have to like, use I... your brain a little bit, I guess. Yeah, like you have to yeah. think about the wine and be like, "Hmm, I'm yeah. thinking about it as I'm doing it." It's, now an, it's a hobby. If if you like like getting wines and you know good ones, it's like an interest. But it hasn't yet. You haven't tiptoed into the when uh, does it become like hobby waters? I think when yeah. you really start going out of your way, going out of your way, like pastime. Oh, I have to seek out this uh, vineyard that's in Argentina because I love Malbec and let's go down there and, and see it, what their process. Like, and I'd re- it's like, I'd rather use my time following this venture, this thing, like this hobby. Now that's how I'm going right. to use my time. I don't yeah. know. Interesting. <laughs> it's something about the brain stimulation. Cause like, for instance, I wouldn't say watching TV, even though I do a lot right. of it is a hobby of mine. It's just what I do. It's like, it's almost what your brain gets out of it. Like when I watch TV, it's to numb out and and uh, just like not be there for a couple hours. And I think a hobby, it's like you're very, it's like almost like meditative. Like you come out of it feeling like more centered and focused. Oh. You, get it, you get in flow. Great. You get in a flow state. Segway, Ro- Robert, lobbing them up for me. And I'm like, Keith, <laughs> Keith Ranieri just fucking spiking <laughs> them. <laughs> Anyone in that cult, you got to be, you got to get your volleyball game ready. <laughs> I, 
it's so fucking crazy. But, That's uh, the funniest thing to me. Sorry, we, I, I ruined no, the segue. No, no. You're, oh, yeah, you're right. You t- you mentioned doing that I on did. Bible I, Brothers. I, I, I stuffed you. <laughs> stuffed that spike. Back on Except, defense. Uh, we, were, we talked about this right before we got on, but I was talking about how hobbies are something in the last few years I realized were imperative to my mental health. Mm. And you saying that now, what you're talking about, like that soothing your mind that comes from a hobby. Yeah. That is why watching TV, I think maybe hobbies can't be that passive either. Yes. Yeah. I like, I, I, I like that definition. Wait, so did it's, we cover what your hobbies are? Not, we have not. No, and we haven't really covered what yours are except for poker either. <laughs> we'll get to, we've Gambling. actually barely talked about hobbies. <laughs> I talked about a bunch of mine. <laughs> and the, chess. Yeah, and the first hour is about defining our terms. We're like a good science paper. Before we even talk about what the experiment the is. is, what are we even talking about? Some people would argue maybe before we start recording, we figure out what a hobby is if that's what we want to be talking about. <laughs> that's true. But like, for me, I think people want to be part of this. They want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> and then at the end, we go, okay, Quickly, everyone, rattle off your hobbies. It's like, it's like <laughs> poker, the... basketball, boating. Bye. See you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Bible Brothers, check it out. Check out Bible Brothers. <laughs> this is, At I, Danky Klein. Goodbye. I feel like I've never heard a podcast episode of yours that's like they defined something. <laughs> no, I don't know how. But I'm having, I'm having fun with this conversation because as we started talking about it, I started to be like, what really does It really unspools something that seems so simple on the surface. Really, the more you think about it, it's hard to categorize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you flip from fandom to hobbydom, I guess is when you flip from watching to doing. Yeah, like, cosplaying. You write That's TV a for a living, so watching TV arguably could be work. If you just are a, a per, if you're a plumber who watches TV, I don't think you can call it a hobby. If you're someone who writes office fan fiction as like, and not as a spec to hopefully get hired or whatever. I think that's, that's when you get into hobby Fan fiction is a, sounds like a great hobby. That's a great hobby. Yeah. Fan fiction. For this definition, I, guess I don't know writing, how good of a is hobby it is. Can writing be a hobby for someone if they're a non-writer? Absolutely. Yeah, I right. would think so. I think a lot of people, I, mean, I bet it journaling, is. journaling. There's so many subsections of writing. Right. Journaling. People just, uh, diaries, jur- letters. Po- poems. Poets. Oh, poet. Yeah. Poetry. Poetry. It's all basically a hobby. Yeah, writing is a hobby that I really want to get into. <laughs> yeah, oh my, my God. agent is requesting that I get very like, into yeah, it. I think it's just gonna be a hobby for me. <laughs> you should pick it up. My other hobby is booking TV, so we'll see. I'm trying to get into that. As well. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah, I would say I've always held on to a few hobbies, Robert. Like I played rugby in college, and then I played men's league, and I still play once a year. Oh, that's like great. Uh, traveling with some buds. Uh, I started doing Jeet Kune Do uh, last year, martial arts, which has always been an interest of mine. But what never... is that one? I'm a martial artist myself. I don't. I've never heard of yours. Oh, I, I, was you a ta- I was a Tung Soo Do man myself as a child. As a child, I, I was a Taekwondo child, and then oh, yeah. a Jeet Kune Do adult, which is Bruce Lee's uh, style, the oh. one that he quote unquote invented, one which inch is punches? like. Yeah, it's one. It's it's more about that his his stance. You know, your strongest weapon, closest, and uh, sort of it's fencing, boxing, and it's got a little cha cha in it. If I can be honest, because Bruce Lee was the Hong Kong cha cha champion, and I didn't know that. That's where he like his punches are all come from the hips because I think he learned it in because I I was oh. taking it for like 
five or six months up until the uh, pandemic hit. And uh, I was in the park with a bunch of freaks doing Jeet Kune Do on the weekends. And it was what, like it was one of the few times in my life where I was like, I'm 37. I love martial arts. I've been thinking about it. I want to do it. And I just signed up and did it. And it was- That's cool. And it felt cra- like I hadn't felt that weird since my first improv class, where it's just like, I actually want to do this. These other people are really weird. I hope I'm not awful at this. It's like, and- I, I know that's that feeling, what I like the though. Most that's of- such a big leap in your life to be like, here's what I do. Like, I'm going to make this time today to go to this park that I've never been to, to go to this meet, talk, like, say my name and meet these people. I feel yeah, very strange. To feel so feeling. uncomfortable. Yeah. If, <laughs> it, flashbacks to not wanting to talk to adults hits yeah. hard when you're an adult. <laughs> you don't want to talk true. to You're still like, like, hello, Mrs. So-and-so. <laughs> yeah. So are oh, you just I, a big Bruce Lee fan? Is that the, was that the impetus? Uh, I am a big Bruce Lee fan and I had been wanting to take martial art. I, t- I, I studied Taekwondo when I was a kid and I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for like a year when I lived in at Gracie school when I lived in New York. And then I've been thinking about getting back into it. And Jeet Kune Do is one that always appealed to me. And then I listened to the Bruce Lee, uh, uh, a life, uh, uh, a oh. memoir someone wrote about him, which was pretty good, pretty boring writing. Uh, this is my review here, boring writing, but good any story. Yeah. Even a Wikipedia entry about Bruce Lee is exciting as all hell. Like the guy has just had a great life. Interesting life. I bet. Uh, so that was, that's what kicked me in that direction. And then so I spent like two weeks Googling all different martial arts schools going off proximity and then found this guy who teach who's like a third generation Bruce Lee student, a student of someone who is a student of no Bruce. No way. Cool. So I was like, oh, I'll learn from this guy. And it was really fun. And uh, on the first day, I just pulled up to the park and there was – Dudes fighting with sticks, dudes like in uh, gear, like sparring, other guys doing like knuckle pushups, one dude whipping around nunchucks, a dude carrying like an armload of staffs out of his truck. And I was like, oh, "Oh, I'm in the right place. Like I immediately was like, uh, I'm instantly the fattest, loudest guy in this class. And like, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Is it it sounds it sounds kind of hard. It was kind of hard. I think. Robert, you're touching on you're saying something that makes me think. I think I like the discomfort of learning something new. I kind of like the level yeah. zero life, and I'm such an RPG head that I feel like part of it must come from that of like, well, uh, I'll get to like level one in Jeet Kune Do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, rounding out my abilities and start I just getting like, those badges and those spells. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, more magic points. More magic. Get that. Get that MP up. <laughs> I got enough HP. I just need some more MP. Yeah. Oops. I, I put everything into HP and now I'm fucked. Yes. Yeah. I'm super strong. But <laughs> I, put, I put everything I into improv. Should have put a little bit into writing or acting yes, or so, any God. more marketable Fighting. career. Actually, you know, zero uh, skills. I did. T- I took an acting class earlier this year. Oh, yeah. And I would consider it. It was sort of out of a, I would say more of a hobby standpoint of like, I know nothing about acting, even though I've, you know, I've performed and like acted in things, but I'm like, I don't actually know about like the craft of acting. So I'm curious, same thing of like going to a place and what will this be like? It was pretty weird. (laughs) I gotta say acting is up there. And this is something I talk about on a lot of podcasts. Acting is up there with martial arts and a lot of things I'm into where the other people who are into it 
ruin it for me. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of like comic books, horror movies, right. sci-fi. Like, like a lot of things that I'm a fan of, other people that are fans of it ruin it. Even UCB. Like people who are too into UCB, I'm like, get back the fuck off. Dude. Yeah, stop it, stop it, stop it. That's not why and, I'm doing it. I just think it's fun. <laughs> and that's why I felt in acting class was like, oh, I just want to become a better actor. Let me or an actor, I should say. And I take the acting class and I'm like, I fucking hate everyone i don't respect i barely respect my teacher and i hate every single other person in this class yeah i found i found it to be an interesting experience for just like collecting experiences but yes yeah like i was like well i guess i'm happy that this happened these are 12 freaks that i'll never forget like three different people with the names of cities as their first names (laughs) it even just felt strange to me being in los angeles and driving to a class like alone i was like this is a feeling i've not felt in my life right. before like i've right i I've, i didn't like grow up here and i was i've been pretty much only an old man here so right. like here i am just being like a noob is kind of interesting again and then for experience I, sake not because i was like this was really cool <laughs> yeah i mean you are a great actor now i gotta say yeah, and yeah I, after that's <laughs> really paid off it was un- like you're you went from zero to a hundred yes i did one scene uh with someone two weeks in a row and that was it i was like i got it i'm set and then i booked uh marvel so and then, I'm, I'm yeah the cinematic <laughs> universe marvel. i'm now marvel you're... i'm now marvel i work in the mailroom at marvel now, so it's all it's awesome <laughs> I took an acting class that Zach Woods recommended to me, name drop, uh, and he was in Sick. it, and I sat in, watched one class, I'm like, I'd be really interested in taking the class, and then I took it, and then like the teacher was like, you know, we haven't, after I took one full class, it costs like, you know, a couple hundred dollars, she's like, you know, we have an intro class. Also. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, well, yes. namaste, <laughs> see you down there. It's so, so great good. to meet you. I have to go. <laughs> yeah. I had that this last year. I, all time feels like not real at this point, but I believe it was a year ago. I did a stand up for the first time as finally taking the advice everyone tells writers where it's like, you know, it would really like improve everything if you like did that. It was purely just because too many people tell you stand up helps the writing and all that. But man, so brutal, such a brutal lifestyle. Going to a random coffee shop or the bat. Uh, and waiting your turn with no audience except the few people who are doing it and and then leaving as soon as they're done was just awful, awful oh, life. That's such a, a weird terrible, I a weird can't thing. believe people come up through that system. I'm so <laughs> grateful not to. I, I'm, I went back and I tried to start doing that here in LA. I d- always did like a little bit of stand-up in New York, but never. I was always just like improv and sketch. And in the last couple of years, I was trying to do it more here. And it's like, I'm like, I am not cut out. For, I enjoy my status at UCB where I just walk in, do and my show and leave. People want you to, yeah, they're like, I want to like this guy. I know him. <laughs> right? I'm go- but I assume you're like, you know, popular enough that if you were to do stand-up, you could get a modicum of an audience like you're not going straight to like the lowest of like i was going partially like like just because i wanted the experience like i was going to like yeah what you could do for free open mics open mics and oof like you it's really unfair because you don't even get enough it's so horrible and so horrendous like aside from i guess building a thick skin to be in a horrible situation like (laughs) But you're also you don't have enough audience there to even laugh if you did do a funny thing like right right <laughs> like how well would anyone do that? No one could do well in that right. situation. So and what are I've, you getting? I had at? a lot of sympathy for all the people. I was like, oh, I'm going back to my real life. This is make believe for me. But 
it's just Gosh. the one thing you can't practice in a mirror. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah, you just like, have to be up on stage and feel humiliated. You have to be up on stage. You have to have that dynamic. Even if it's four people that not paying attention, That's, you could that be counts. home doing it in the mirror. Yeah. That counts right. for some reason. And Ugh. the desire to like, I, I think Robert, it's funny you say it. Cause like, I think the trick there is like one of the main things you're learning is just how to coming up that way is like how to deal with, like you said, like thick skin, but also like, Wait your turn. Like go up. Watch right. bullshit. Be like you're like learning the play ropes. the game or something. Yeah, yeah and I just had this like weird. sinking feeling as I was like I did it. I was like this is so, I was like an out of body experience. Where I'm like, it's so weird. I'm like doing as I'm like pretending to be a stand up. Like these right. jokes are like I just like wrote what I think a stand up would say. <laughs> you know, like, this isn't me talking. This is like my imitation of a stand-up comedian. And would you ever even, if like, could an open mic? I mean, mic Dan have... put out a fucking special that was that premise. That is true. That's <laughs> true. That's true. He went. He went the whole month. Put a year of my life into that. <laughs> Several thousand dollars. That's a good point. Um, but yeah. like, even if even if that d- went well for you. Robert, like, is there a world where you would ever even ju- even pursue stand up? Like, if you're like, I killed it at this open mic. I think this is me. I think for me personally, which is ironic because I'm saying this on a like, I, I to say it on a podcast where I'm just talking about whatever I want to talk about. I, I was I just had the sinking sensation of like, why am I saying these things to these people? Why I, I have no compelling reason to talk about any of this stuff. <laughs> mm. And I think if you're a stand-up, it seems based on my experience. I feel like what a way to analyze. I love yeah, it. Like yeah. why? Why am I even? It's just a tough to attitude people? to get yeah. over. I to think be if you have that thought in your be, head, yeah, it's gonna be hard. To it's kind of like you kind of sink at that point of like, wait, but why am I saying this? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, and you could. I mean. The world does not need more stand-up comedians, right? Yeah. So, like, take, no, you I know. No, I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. like I'm hurting anyone by bowing out. <laughs> but I, don't know, I think so- if you do stand-up, you have to be like, I just like the feeling. I have stuff I have to say. And I, to. I just, I, I don't know. I just want you to hear it. Right. I, I don't know. I can trick myself on this because I'm like, well, I'm just spending good time with my buddy and my new buddy. Like, I this is fun for me to talk with people. And if other people, like, tune in. Okay, right. whatever. Well, and also there we're not getting like the constant like uh barometer of how we're doing either doing this, it's which true. is kind of nice. Could, There's not like, like booed in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine the middle of this, Zoom just sent you something that was like people are not laughing. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, anyway, anyway. How you put, this doesn't even come out for four weeks. Yeah, it's just like as Gmail has that like how good your email is gonna be predictor. <laughs> This doesn't, Uh, our algorithm says this is not going to be good. Oh man. Oh man. You should stop. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, What, so what other, so if you don't consider poker a hobby Mm. and stand up, what it was a brief hobby, what other hobbies are you working with here? Well, I'll tell you the big ones as a child, or I should say all the way through college were, uh, karate and, and drumming. Those are my big two. And as my first, as the first sentence of my black belt essay says, there's only three things that are important to me in life. My friends, my family, and my karate. My karate. And my karate. My karate. My karate. Not yours. This is what karate did for it's me, not I you. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Also, we're going to just blow past Black Belt essay. essay. <laughs> yeah. Is it before or after the Black Belt? You know, when you've been training for your whole life for the of big course. test and you just write a few pages on what karate means to you. Wait, did Dan, someone ask you to write it or this was? Yeah, yeah, long? yeah. Oh, it was like okay. a part of Here's my essay, it's Sensei. Like... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Robert, I told you. You got to learn this fucking thing. It's about kicking and punching, it. Robert. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All you gotta do is just kick him a guy in the head as hard as, as, as you can. <laughs> Stop writing about it. More attention uh, kicking. No, I had I to write a- an essay, and then and then my black belt test was like just small tangent. Is that um, it became apparent to me in my black belt test that my my teachers had been pulling their punches for my entire karate career because like my black belt test was like a two minute sparring session with each of the teachers in which. It really felt like a gang initiation. Like, it was like, I was just doing, I was like bouncing around. I thought we were going to like, I do a kick, you do a kick. We do this for two minutes until we're both tired. It was like right away, spinning kick, like crushing, skull crushing, knockout. That's awesome. Uh, (laughs) I I was also a black belt in Taekwondo. Oh, wow. And along, along similar lines, my father was a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. He stayed in it. We started before him. He started. He just joined eventually because he was talking after driving us every week. He's like, "I'm just gonna stay and do the adult class." Oh, cool! And wow! And then he, after we quit, we were like, after we got to be 15 years old, me and my brothers were like, "This shit is like, we're gonna get roasted for this shit." We actually probably used uh, a, a not cool way to describe it because mm. uh, it was the early 90s, but. Then my dad's, so we went to my dad's second degree black belt test. My dad was a giant. He was six foot five, 240 Whoa. pounds. He's like a freak. And his second degree black belt test, he had to spar two guys, two other third degree black belts from the school, <laughs> and two guys at once. And it was, it looked like a guy outside in an alley. <laughs> My, the first guy, the first guy came at my dad with a kick, and my dad grabbed him by his gi and just threw him across the room. That's and then not squared a karate up. move. Yep, not at all. And he was like, and but Fighter our flight. karate. Inst- I got to shout out my childhood taekwondo instructor was a U.S. Marine who learned taekwondo in Korea when he stayed after the Korean War. He had USMC tattooed on his each of his Whoa. hands on his knuckles. The amount of trauma us karate- that you were experiencing in this one fight must have been <laughs> he was so like- intense. <laughs> He was, he was a crazy ass like Italian dude uh, named Nick who had like he looked like a fucking Goodfellas extra, and then he taught us Taekwondo. It was fu- it fucking rolled. Watching my dad fight two dudes was a pretty wild. Sounds experience. like your dad kind of like won. He d- oh he very much. I won. mean, if you're six five, I, and, wow, yeah. I mean, huge. Like you could be and know how to do martial yeah, arts. You're, like, yeah, you're tough. And he sounded but, like he was like jacked up. He was like ready to go. His first move well, was, was grabbing him and throwing it's him. It's so funny, like in your test too, where you're trying to like show what you've learned, and you're like, I'm in a fight, I'm gonna kill you. Like and the our Nick, the sensei, was like he was like, Well, you know, technically my dad's name is John. He's like, Well, John, you know, all rules are off in spot you know what I mean? Like this oh, is wow. you know, like it wasn't like a point sparring uh, match. He yeah. had to like so but it was pretty it was like the guy that my dad threw was kind of like hey that was like unfair yeah like, <laughs> like, what the hell, he made me look like shit out there <laughs> holding can't do my dad that just like has like a fucking sock with nickels in it <laughs> he's like let's <laughs> go <laughs> i want that second degree 
That's so cool. I thought the story was going to be about how they punked your dad, but it's like, nope. <laughs> no, you're dead. But you getting two tuned guys. up by two adults is oh, pretty intense. It was horrible. <laughs> and then, like, I, I was so battered. And I was so physically exhausted. I was so shocked, first of all, as a person who never has gotten, like, hit in my life. <laughs> To like the first move to like just floor me, I was I was like emotionally hurt mm-hmm. more than I was like Crushed. what happened? And then I was so exhausted that the final round of it was just this like uh, Jean Claude Van Damme type Bulgarian instructor we had like beautiful guy who wanted to be an actor. I grew up in L.A. and he just. He took pity on me and spent the whole time doing just flying kicks, like just above my head, like making me just <laughs> look such an idiot. I was just like ex- exhausted and like throwing like whatever, just trying to get my legs up. <laughs> and he's just you've dancing never done around me. Full contact. If you've never done like full fighting, even boxing, wrestling, jujitsu, one minute of that is when you're really trying to win is like the hardest minute of Exhausting. your life. Just like the feeling of like, oh, wow, I have no more power left. My and power this guy center is, is done. aiming for my face. Yeah, my power bar is done, and this <laughs> guy is blinking. not done. <laughs> yeah. No, he's getting powered up. He just ate a big turkey leg. Finish him. <laughs> yeah, he got he got like a first aid kit. Now he's super strong. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. He took a little like magic mushroom. He jumped. <laughs> yeah. um, any interest but, in getting yeah. back into these hobbies, Robert? Are you, any well, interest? I was in- just thinking. Like I, I was thinking. Uh, I forget one of the during one of your you brought up like. Oh, is you getting back into karate? Like one kind of life epiphany I had was like, then after college, I basically had no hobbies and like didn't do anything, like didn't drum, didn't do karate, didn't do hobbies. And I was like really depressed and like out of whack and just feeling like shit. And then it was like very, very slowly over many years, I kind of like reaccumulated all my old hobbies again and found that this is like the stupidest thought, but it's like, oh yeah, there was like for 18 years of my life, I had these things that I looked forward to every day that gave me like structure and enjoyment. And clearly I loved them because I did them all the time. And then for some reason I just stopped. And I was like, I was truly shocked when I started drumming and I was like, wait, this is really fun. I was like, yeah, of course it is. Like you knew it was really fun. Like it, you love this. Just keep doing it. There is something about that age where you look at what you were doing as childish. And like, I don't want to speak for everyone here, but in my most heteronormative sense, it's like, I went from like karate, magic, the gathering, all these cool things to drinking and trying to fuck. Like that's right. like, like yeah. all I cared about for like dating wait. and work. Yeah. Trying to get and, jobs. Yeah, trying to make money, trying to have sex, trying to do like, and then when it all comes back and you have a partner and you uh, are settled down a little bit, you start to be like, well, I don't feel fulfilled. I'm getting right. laid. I have access to the alcohol I've always wanted and it's right. not the same. Maybe. And then you're like, oh, I need a balanced life. I need some of this other shit I used to do that made me happy. Even if it's not still drumming, but it's something like. Oh, I was going to say you- the opposite. It's like, and probably not even the adult version of magic cards is probably like, just pick up those damn magic cards. You probably still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that is the great, like. I played Twitch D&D and I hadn't played D&D for like 10 years. And I was like, oh, this is really fucking fun. I, there was a reason why I did this every sleepover weekend for an entire fucking 10 years or whatever. Yeah. You think like adults have like new hobbies and I guess they maybe there's a few that are now on the board, like motorsports or whatever. But for the most part, like the kid hobbies still work. And those are kind of the things that you can. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, you just do them again. I got back into like Legos, you know, like just random stuff. I was reading one of those books, like those that the artist way book, like during one of my lower peaks or lower valleys, I should say. And, and they're like, yeah, just do make a list of all the things you did and just do them again. I was like, I guess I like Legos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love cool. them. <laughs> they're great. I, I got a PS4 in my, like when the pandemic hit, especially things kind of slowed down. I'm a childless adult who like, whose wife is working and, my job was traveling and performing live. Right. So, so I lost all that. And I'm like, now I'm home all the time. It's like, well, I used to play a lot of video games. I always kind of did. And it's like, now I feel like I'm sort of allowed to. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is a great use of my time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've now like come around where uh, I used to be like, I would sit at my computer for two hours Nothing will have happened, and I won't know what happened. I'm miserable. I maybe just refreshed Twitter, sent an email, did like three random searches or whatever. If I play video games for two hours, which ostensibly seems like a waste of time too, when I look back on my time, I'm like, that was a fun two hours. Yeah, and I got I as much done that. if I, yeah, doom scrolled Twitter or whatever. No, you don't. You, I have way more fun emailing people. <laughs> oh, you specifically, yeah, you I love yeah, to and, email. Yeah, it makes you stronger. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess at the rate that I do email, you would think it's like, this guy must love email. And you're like, oh, no, it's just like correspondences that I'm forced to do. This is a horrible way to spend time. Yeah, you're a real phone guy, right? You put like a, addicted? You put, you're, you're lo- yeah, you're logging a lot of hours on your phone. Definitely. For email purposes? No, I mean, I, 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 w- I, do, I, w- I would say I do your mostly your social media stuff, but just like... But you're not even like a power poster i'm the same way i don't post a lot but i'm constantly reading and refreshing and going down rabbit holes and like finding an art uh like a writer reading an article of theirs following them see yeah, you know like just it's i'm just, just like amassing a- people that i follow on these four uh platforms and then do nothing with it yeah i think it's like meant to be like a brief escape from what you're Something. doing in the moment but then you just keep doing it because you're like well it'd be easier to just keep doing this than to start something else yeah so yeah, it's weird. Now I need like a brief escape from fucking yeah. around on social media because now great. I can do it for 10 hours easily. Yeah. But Dan, I'm curious. Do you have like, do you have like your equivalent of like your Bruce Lee karate? Like the thing that you're like, kind of t- is like kind of tickling you that you're like, man, if I had a, if I could do, I mean, b- basketball I, is the, was uh-huh. the thing for a while was like, I d- it's, I wouldn't say that it was a thing that I was like super passionate about as a child, but just like team sports in general was like a fun thing that I did that finding a group of people. I mean, that's the one challenging thing about basketball is it requires more people and like a right. place yeah, like six ish people. Just, yeah. You know, four like, minimum. We got a good group going and it was like, great. It's like, Oh yeah, there's a number of people that, well, most of them felt the same way of like, as I did this as a kid. It's fun to like, just get back into that flow and like also be playing with, a group of people that take it around as seriously as I do. But then there were That's the most important part of a yes. hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. The same level of seriousness or intensity. Inter- yeah, yeah. It's like, we are a, yeah, the, we, we call it like nice boy Saturday basketball where it's like, yeah. you know, you're not going to call that many fouls. People aren't, it's not about like crushing the other guy. feels great to do good, but right. it's more like, let's just have a good time. And like, try and hit some shots yeah. and feel good about ourselves and go home. <laughs> we don't need to hurt each other, but no. winning is important. Yeah, like, we want to try to win. Yeah, <laughs> you're, gonna tr- you're not going to just be like, who cares? What's the point? 
<laughs> well, because that's that's like the level that you're constantly seeking with like even if someone is really good, someone's like, yeah, I played D one basketball for four years in the early two thousands. Like, even if they're the best, as long as they are not taking it more seriously than everyone, you yeah. can still ride with. Yeah, that and like for if you could like talk with someone too. Like, I actually <laughs> I played with a guy who was too intense. And I sort of like run this basketball league almost like just these group of guys. And I had to write him an email to be like, Hey man, like I got some complaints, you know, like, you know, you've been playing some really feedback your HR for the nice boys basketball league. What was it? Like you just need to be like calmer. It was just like, Hey man, you know, like people just like don't want to get hurt and oh, you're like, hurting you're people. You're well, you're playing with a level of intensity that like, will make that more likely and just like, Hey, if you could just kind of maybe take it down one notch, that would be and did great. it work? Uh, he took a while to write me back and then he wrote me back and was like, yeah, sorry, man. Like if I'm going to play, I got to play this way. So don't worry about it. I- I'm good to go. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, I appreciate cool. that on both yeah. sides. Yeah. I appreciate that on both sides. Was great. Everyone was a true gentleman. It totally. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I still keep in touch with him. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> Sorry, man, like, but if I'm playing, I'm playing. Seriously, he was like, I have to play this. Go way. hard or go home, bitch. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. I am the bitch here, and, <laughs> and I uh, will go home. <laughs> Thank you for your honest feedback. That's cool. It was cool. Are, it was it was weird, <laughs> but it was nice. I, are you thinking of and let's talk about why basketball is a good hobby too. Mm. Could be outdoors. Oh mm. yeah. Around other people. Uh, and it's social. exercise. Multifaceted yeah. too of social, the things that you want to do. Healthy. Yeah. That's why yes. I like poker. Active. I'm not I'm the worst or second to worst guy at the table every week. And I used to play weekly. Now I play monthly just because the Zoom appeal of I don't like poker enough that Zoom yeah. I liked being with eight guys in a room or eight people in a room and smoking weed and playing cards. I like that more than I like gambling on poker. Right. But that's yeah. that'll get you there. Without that event. Or activity, yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't like, feel the same to me. And I don't like playing with friends because I'm so focused and right. nervous that it's like friends are having a nice conversation. I'm like, it, I'm so distracted. I can't even deal with it. I'd rather just be in a room with strangers, put my earphones on and just like n- tune out. That's completely re- I I understand that, too, because it's not it's not like the camaraderie is not what you're looking for. You're not, you're, you're not a guy who's like sparking up conversations on full tilt with strangers or poker. No, stars no, 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 no. <laughs> but I am looking for hobbies, even though that one is not where I'm going to find my camaraderie. Like I am craving more camaraderie. I could use a hobby that is more camaraderie. Well, let me tell you guys one. Cause I did try one recently, which is, yes. there is a, um, at least in, uh, in Los Feliz, but the, you know, I think they have them around LA is that they have pitch and putt courses. Miniature and golf. Yes, it's it's um like par three it's in between. Golf. Yeah, um, and and so like I I do not like golf at all. Yeah, but I was same. dying for camaraderie so badly that I was like, what are things that you can do outside? And that in a is, pandemic, yeah, in a pandemic, and that is one of them that you can do. And it's you go with a friend. You can go with multiple friends. Sure. And and everyone there is like a lot of people are drinking and smoking. It's like a casual, like it's semi-active. You can make it as goofy or right. as competitive as you want. Right. I think the par three golf is where is where it's at. Yeah. And that's he, a great 
That's it, not a gear thing either. You're not. It's not a big investment. I wouldn't. And you're not going to ruin anyone else's time. Like, That's my big fear with golf. Is like being the guy that everyone's like, mm. this fucking freak doesn't know how. I've never played. I've only like done driving range and mini golf. Never even par three. That's a ne- well. Pretty much your set. You've trained your whole life for it. Then with uh, <laughs> <laughs> drive, but really because because yeah, there were even times where if I like had a horrible like tee shot. I'm like, I don't even know how to hit a ball like halfway hard, <laughs> yeah. like, right. like chipping. I'm like, yeah, I only know tapping yes. and crank. Yeah, I can crank it. <laughs> I'll crank it as hard as you want me to. But then, <laughs> then it, like, so I'm like, I have no interest in learning that either. <laughs> like, I want to crank it, and then it feels good to walk up to the green. That felt you're like, okay, I get this. Some this walking, is like something. Yeah, the walking get- and like getting to your ball. I get the appeal of it. I, I had a long talk with some friends about it because we were talking about it at the beach. And it was like, I I think a lot of people get into golf or stay into golf as a, like their partner or their families at, if I'm being serious, their wives let them leave yeah. for four hours on a Sunday yeah. and get to drink and smoke and hang out with the boys. Mm-hmm. At least that's like anecdotally what my friends that play golf seem to be like like about it. some of them get more serious and get into it but it does feel most of them would just want like a five hour like sesh. Guy time which yeah. i think is good i mean it's it's a little embarrassing but i do think it's helpful that you have yeah. to have this whole like f- like charade of a sport to just right. be like can i leave my wife for a few hours to play just with my be outside with my friends well, yeah i wonder because there is that line of just like uh Honey, daddy's going to play golf versus honey, daddy's going to go stand in his friend's yard and right. smoke cigars for five hours. I'm it's just like... leaving. I could come back at any time. <laughs> it's also like, well, I can't come back now. I'm in the middle of it. Mm, that's right, helpful yeah. to like, there must be a continuous activity yeah, to keep me invested. The activity is happening right now. Sorry. Yeah, it needs me. The activity. It <laughs> I wish. Me. I wish I could. <laughs> I can't. They need, they all need me. We're all doing this thing where we're necessary. Yeah, but um, that would be the thing that I would want. And then also, I don't know if this is a hobby either. And it's ironic because we do do a podcast about the Bible, but it still doesn't scratch this itch. But I have zero like spirituality in my life also as a guy who grew up like uh, not religious at all. Like it's so foreign to me, but I'm like, wow, it seems nice that people like go to church once a week or do whatever they do and have or have their private practices and they're like getting something out of it and it's meaningful and they're talking to people like that also seems... Well, I had recommended to you, Robert, to do four grams of mushrooms. That's what I did. Oh, yes. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a fun hobby. <laughs> that, and that's, <laughs> was a gra- that's my version of spirituality, by the way. Four grams is a lot, Yeah, right? it was. It, it, I did the like, I went to like a guided one that was, you did, I think it's the equivalent of like four times the amount that you would normally do. And then you put on an eye mask. And they play music for like two hours and you lie down and then you just go, baby. But Dan, your dream, what you, your visions were, made <laughs> yes. me laugh so hard. Yes. Because like most This people, is exactly something I want to do. We're going to take this conversation I offline. I really want to do it Tell me what your dreams were. Um, but well, everyone go like, cause you know, my wife did it and then I had other friends that did it and they came back and told me it's like. <laughs> You know, there were no words like where I was and like you were gone and I was crying and I missed you. It's very like emotional yeah, and, and, and abstract. And did you go at the same time as your I, wife I and I did friends? and I went on a different one 
And I had, mine was just like a a rock and party. Like at one point in my, I was just watching like LeBron James slam dunk. (laughs) Mine mine was like no abstraction. 12 year old kid in a Freddy Krueger movie. And I was just like, like even at times uh, the guy who like was guiding, it was like, yeah, I kind of saw you were like dancing a little bit. Like (laughs) I was basically like dancing, partying and, and laughing the whole time. Am I misremembering that like your demons were actually like cartoon characters that were super funny? Yes. They were really funny because at that time I was like, you know, my son was just born or, you know, relatively. And I was like, you know, I was having such a good time and I was like, Oh no, I'm supposed to be like deep thinking, you know, okay, show me like what's going to happen to my son. Show me something terrible. And they were like, (laughs) dude, man, like you got to chill out. Like (laughs) this is it. This is the deep part. You don't have to do that stuff. And I was like, oh, you guys. Best trip ever. Yes. You just (laughs) just hit me like one of my recent hobbies, something that I have never, I I didn't do until I was 36. And now I've done a, a couple of times is gone camping. Mm. Uh, oh, big also, one! Big one. Pairing that with shrooms as well. Yeah, yeah. Why um, not? The stars are yeah, out. Yeah, why not? Or during, but yeah. that's a there's a hobby. If you go with buddies, camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. Outdoors, nature is kind of spiritual. Mm-hmm. Might be, oh, that's cool. And I'm not yeah. I'm not an outdoorsy type person, mm-hmm. but like for a night or two where your car is there and you're park like you're just sleeping in a tent and going on hikes and smoking weed and Sounds bullshitting awesome. and grilling stuff. It is. It was and then doing mega doses of shrooms at night or in the afternoon. It's very fun. It is and basically I, like what an early church was, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like you do a little service. You like chop a tree, cook a hot dog, and like yeah, take some lie time down off. Stars. Trip. Yeah, it's like a pagan fucking uh, holiday. And what yeah. about like showers and whatnot? Because that's my big concern as a clean freak. Can you go? Can you do twenty four hours without it? My big thing is I have to take a shower every time I use the bathroom. Okay, yeah, that that is. And, <laughs> All right, guys, have a good night. <laughs> Classic follow up. Even when you pee, no, no. Right? you're talking about whenever. And the other one, I shit, I shit four to five times a day. Are you at like at least just a once or twice yeah, person? Yeah, I don't. It's not that bad for me. Once okay, or twice. Good. I'm a multi shitter too. Yeah. Huh. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah. So you have that in common. Hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Is shooting uh, a hobby. If you, I mean, if you do you four know, or five times a day. <laughs> how do you, what if you uh, camp near a body of water? Yeah. Could you like shit and then jump in the lake? Yeah. If I it was warm that. enough? Yeah. Okay. Because the one I did didn't have a shower, but I guarantee there are some with like just stall showers. Because like, uh, the, camp, yeah. the campsite I did, at, like I've done at Bear Mountain now twice, has got like a little bathroom that's mm. relatively clean, sure, but it didn't have a shower. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I would love to do that. That sounds really fun. You could also probably find, you know, what what was it called, like glamping or something? Yeah. Like glamping's up there too. Yeah, where like, you can have like outdoorsy and then go inside to your air conditioned yurt at the right. end of the day. You could like yeah. probably find the level that you like. You yeah, know? I probably that would probably be more my style comfort level. But there's but like you, very appealing to right. the whole. You want to stretch like, yourself. You're in the tent and with your yeah. friends. Being super cold, sleeping in a tent on the ground was just like an experience I never had because. I don't, you're from LA, you're from New Jersey. I know it's like camping wasn't a thing on Long Island. It was no. like you went to the beach or the gym. Oh, that's like interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't. So like, that's, I, we don't have woods on Long Island. Uh, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. also, I don't know about your parents, but my parents are like city people. So they moved yeah, no, out my of parents New York. Were trash. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, like, like, that my idea. dad was like, 
My dad's like, I ain't sleeping on no fucking floor. That's... I work 12 hours a day busting my fucking hump. You're going to have me sleeping in a tent <laughs> like I'm thing. some sort of fucking Somali pirate. You know, he would have some yeah, like awful racial. <laughs> yeah, it's like, got to go, dad. Yes. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah, that, but... I'll go with my friends, dad. Thank you. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, we just didn't have that that idea of like, yeah, going on a hard vacation is like, uh, not going to do that. That would never uh, happen. Like the dad who's like, keep coming. It's worth it. We're going yes. to the kinda, waterfall. Right. Yeah. It, it's a little challenge, but you feel great afterward. Uh, like, we just didn't have I think have your that. parents have to be into camping before you come around for that reason. Right. And I think I think our parents' generation, like, their parents were probably <laughs> more likely to camp. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you'll be of my grandparents. Down. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my grandpa, his idea of camping was like fighting in a war. So like maybe yes, it's not the Immigrants same. <laughs> running away from the Czech yeah. Republic <laughs> to Italy, to the United States. And then be like, you know what? Let's, let's do a little camp. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Let's yeah, leave our homes. Finally, yeah, let's <laughs> Just leave our homes see what that happens. we fucking wrote a 24-day yeah, ship cruise to get here, and now I'm going to sleep in the woods. Well, like, I guess East Co- for, like, East Coast Jews, there were those, like, dirty dancing, you know, in the Catskills, like, camps. But those were, that, like, like, camps. That, that, but that's, like, their... Exactly. I'm saying, like, that's as far as they would go. Oh, that's go. as far as we'll go, is, like, go to a, the go to the woods, but, like, a hotel in the yeah. woods. A hotel to in the woods a comedian. with, like, hundreds of other Jews <laughs> to right. be safe. Well, also... <laughs> Something I learned in hindsight after being around Jews my whole life between Long Island and comedy is birthright and even the summer camp. That's all just trying to get you to meet a Jewish partner. Mm. That's what I find. Like I, I realize in hindsight that it is about like right. getting a Jewish girlfriend from camp. Meet 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 Jews, marry Jews, just keep it in the family. Keep I feel like the there's Jews. a little bit of Jews that. love that. Like, as we're finding out in the Bible. I think birthright on is the like explicit <laughs> about it. Yeah, I think maybe the summer camps are maybe like, yeah, that'd be great Too if young. this works out. But like birthright's like, yes, we are doing that. Find meet a Jewish woman. Especially <laughs> in Israel, like live in Israel. And be here right. and stay here. Be in Israel, stay, please. And don't come back. Yes. <laughs> We need uh, you because we run out of people. It's not a place anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should wrap it up here soon, but let's wrap it up with like any hobbies that we think we're going to try. Mm. Either s- revisit or or eat something like your chess hobby, something you'll do to go one step deeper into it. Because I'll, I'll go first while you guys yeah, think. Yeah, I'm thinking. Because this have. was something I did in the 90s and early 2000s uh, when I was growing up and, and college, but I haven't done since I was like maybe 24, is surfing. And now I live in Southern California, and it's outdoorsy, and it can be solo, it can be camaraderie, it is exercise. I love the beach, so I think my next hobby is going to be surfing. That's a great I, uh, one. That's a great yeah, A revisit an old childhood hobby like we've previously talked about, but I think... I'm going to take classes again. And also I feel like that's something I could be comfortable doing even now is taking a surfing class from someone. Like if it's one-on-one or something. Also like, like I, I, I've never done it, but I know some people that do it. And it's like, it's a fun thing of like waking up in the morning and driving. It's a whole lifestyle. Yeah. 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 That's, that sounds really I think good. I, I still, I go to the beach super frequently too. Mm. So it's not like. May as well be surfing. One of the few comedy people in uh, LA who use the beach. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to take it up a notch with surfing so that's my 
the next time we get on, you will be on a surfboard. Have, I'll be on a surfboard. I'll be recording live from a longboard in the tube, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cowabunga, I'll be tubing Cowabunga and not jerking heads. off on a, on a Zoom call. I mean, T-U-B-I-N. Oh, yeah, right. We didn't even, I mean. God, that was today we for the listeners. start that. <laughs> this episode comes out in like probably four weeks. Yeah, no one will So remember. they're like, what the fuck are you talking nope. about? We all jack but- off on Zoom now. Yeah. <laughs> it, became a, it became a national pastime. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Get over it. It was a trendsetter more than anything else. Uh, all right, what about you guys? Any hobbies you're going to pick up or I have a very embarrassing your- one. Hit me. Hit that me. I, I thought, I, th- I genuinely thought about, though I am like, but I maybe if mm-hmm. I say it out loud, I will. I would pursue it. But uh, I watched um, the miniseries Fosse Verdon. Okay. Did you uh-huh. guys watch You're, that? You want to take dance classes? I want to take tap dancing classes. Love Ooh, it. Specifically tap should. dancing. I know. I, mean, I think like, you should. Yeah. I'm sure. I think fun. you should. Yeah. That's like one of those things that's just like. The idea of you tap dancing just really makes me. I would love to see that. I know. That's why uh, I think it would be very fun. Like, cause he was kind of a funny tap dancer and uh, I don't know if you guys saw it at all, which I thought was like a funny thing. It's like, Oh, he like makes dancing sort of comedic. And then I was like, man, as a kid, I loved like Austin powers and like Mike right. Myers was always like a funny dancer. He always right. did like funny dance things. And I was like, all right, maybe, uh, <laughs> do takes the- one acting class. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I think I'm a dancer. I've always been more of a dancer anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys though. Thanks for, for letting me give this thing a shot. So I think I want to try it, but then yes, a pandemic hit. So I don't, yeah, I guess yeah. I could do like a video one, but maybe. even harder, even weirder. Yeah. It doesn't seem to, yeah. Even I think weirder. You want to be on those boards. Hit the, yes. Hit yes. The it's got to be like extremely the boards. <laughs> I, I have been considering doing, zoom martial arts like uh with my instructor he's like yeah you know we could do some pride or one-on-one in a, in a park with the mask just to feel like i'm not staying rusty <laughs> i, I don't know that, that feels good doing karate in a doing jeet kune do in a mask in the park would be just a li- one step too far for me I yeah think. a little freaky yeah Did, what about you Robert? Dan, i love yours well wow. I che- yeah that's a good one Dan. i cheated a little because i because I have so many, I like hobbies so much. I keep a list of hobbies that I want to do. So I just, I, I looked at my list. Oh, well hit us with a few then. Cause I'm just curious what's on your I list. I have a ton. Um, in no particular order, forage, foraging for mushrooms. I would do that. Okay. <laughs> Great. That's fun. I <laughs> yes. like that one. I'm not, yeah. I'm a, yeah. Okay. Uh, archery. That's literally what my one my wife wants to do. She loves archery. She always has. Her brothers are bow hunters, Whoa. and she wants to take archery. Falconing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is a true hobby too. But then tennis. You are tennis is boring. Uh, is more boring. The Same first list. three read as if you are making a character sheet for Dungeons Dragons. Yes. <laughs> and then tennis. These are my I skills. Roll the dice to see like your yeah, strength right. and tennis. They're all useful in a fantasy <laughs> realm. Except tennis. <laughs> I'm going to bring the racket just in case it comes up. But <laughs> yeah, I will bring the racket. If there's like a troll no. that the is The Goblin like, King yes. insists on playing us in tennis. Robert, do you have your tennis racket? Oh, thank God. I didn't God. think we were going to need yeah. it. <laughs> he's, he's you got told a me not to bring it. all fucking mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I could have uh, saved you guys. Anyway, it goes on and on, but those are some of the Wait, no, ones. hit us with yeah, a couple I'm more. Right. Right. Just, just, yeah. And it's pretty disparate already. Yeah, it's quite disparate. Just drawing classes, I like to just be a good drawer classic yeah uh a sign language american sign language that's just wanting to learn something is well, it a hobby is it oh is it would, a hobby because i'm trying to learn spanish 
and like that is maybe it. I don't know if that is a hobby, right? Learning a language, like I feel like that's just learning. Take but, it off the list, Robert, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we got yeah. to this though, because just another parameter to think what is a hobby. We got hob hobby v snobby. We got all oh, these yeah. things hobby to really v snobby. consider. One on the, I did go hang gliding. It's on the list, and I did Whoa. it. Whoa! Yeah, you could do that. Was in, that exciting? Dude, Sounds terrifying. It was both in, way less terrifying and incredibly fun. It was like wow. a blast. Well, first of all, you have to do it with someone if you're going to do it. So it's not yeah. that scary. Two, the lift that the thing has is so strong and so secure. I felt like within the first two seconds of being there, I was like, oh, okay, this is wow. totally fine. And yeah, you're just like, you're true. You're just flying in there. Where did you do it? Like uh, in the Angeles forest, like oh, wow. 30 minutes away, like nothing. Oh, I thought you'd have to oh, be in some awesome. like faraway land. Sign like, up today. <laughs> Turns out LA has like, there's like, Maybe they were totally lying to me, but they were saying six, only 60 people can like teach, can teach people how to be hang gliders. And like four of them are in Los Angeles. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. We collect some weird it. hobbyists out here. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, the, that, yeah, I recommend it. So it's do you think that's going to become seems. a hobby or is that more like a box check of bucket list things you want to do? Bucket, I would do it again. If, like if someone just wanted to do it with me. But, I, but you're yeah. not going to eventually have a garage with your own oh, wow. lighter in it where you're like, Hun, you got to fold it up and put it on your truck and drive up to the Angeles. No, and those were it, the so. other people. Yeah. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not them, dude. But they did have their whole little circle of like nomenclature. And he's like, come on, let's do like, let's shadow them. That's like a big fuck you to people when you get so high above them that you could put your shadow on them. Uh, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Stuff like that. You're like, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, this means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. And also one last one is, because I really do want to do I just have never gone around to it, is I do a lot of crossword puzzles, but I'd like to craft a crossword puzzle. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Puzzling. We've been we getting get into, into crosswords. We just got into crosswords a little bit uh, in our house because we spent a weekend in the desert with our bubble friends who were into it. And we were like... Oh, I, let me help. And then all of a sudden you're like, should we do this? Like, and now my, like, my wife's doing the People Magazine one. I haven't, like, you know, I, I help out or we're doing like the early in the uh, week yeah. New York Times ones and stuff. Such a blast. And Addictive. also we're talking, as we get older, like hobbies maybe, you want to talk about things that are soothing to your brain, but also might keep, keep you, you alive yes. longer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, keep you like Yoga is mentally. a good thing to do too, because as we're like, our bones are brittle. It's like the only thing you could do to exercise is what yoga. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yoga. Oh, I thought you were just saying as like, we get older, like we just have to do more things that are just things, your brain and eyeballs. Can That's do. what I thought you were meant. You're like, our bones <laughs> are too your brittle. Body, you gotta yeah, just you do cross body is done. You're just like, what can you look at and think about? <laughs> That's when as watching TV in becomes a, a hobby. In a tube. <laughs> yes. As you're slurping down uh, sludge and what you can see. Mm, sludge. Good hobby. Well, <laughs> we got our hobbies, baby. We're, uh, we'll come back in six months to a year and be masters of our assorted hobbies. But in those next six months to a year, do you have anything that listeners of High and Mighty might want to check out on social media or other podcasts that they could listen to? Oh, yeah. Dan, do it. Bible Brothers, baby. <laughs> so wherever you're listening to this podcast, yes, you, you can, can just pull to... up Bible Brothers. No, just yes, more. You can't just say Bible Brothers. Sorry. Well, I would say, um, oh, wait, what, what are you talking about, Robert? No, no, Bible Brothers. Be like your promo, like, is that a promo? 
Bible oh, oh, Brothers. Oh, no, no. I just want to, I, I, what I did want to say is talking about like hobbies. I mean, Robert and I are undertaking reading the Bible for the first time in our lives mm. in Bible Brothers. So um, I don't know. It's a really fun uh, project that we've undertaken that we're reading through the Bible and trying to figure it out and understand it. And here's my pitch for listeners of High and Mighty. Uh, I did do an episode. Yeah. So if you're only listening to this because you like me, that's weird. But check that. <laughs> check out. It. Start there. But you guys have you guys have done all of Genesis. Yes. Uh, and it was a very fun time. And I don't think I've read the Bible since catechism. And I don't even know how much Bible reading we were doing in catechism. So it was a fun experience just for that. It's and I don't know if we, I don't know if we're supposed to. Uh, play cool about what your 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 visit did for us but it launched us to number four on the religious charts oh yeah <laughs> yeah that makes you so happy yeah the most aggressive uh, atheist was a guest on your bible podcast and it, it was uh, definitely our charts. filthiest and just on a just <laughs> amplitude level like just well, we just it was our filthiest and loudest. And loudest. You could just say it. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a dirty episode recently, though, that um, Moses mentioned that he had uncircumcised lips. Was a yeah, uh, that was ooh. nasty. Yeah, Moses I didn't know getting Chicks nasty. Got <laughs> yeah, so that's the second nastiest episode we've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll come back and uh, we'll top. We'll go to number three in the nasty charts, yeah. baby. <laughs> I was getting those nasty charts. <laughs> yeah, it was um, great. Anything else you guys want to plug before we get out of here? Nah. 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 Come see Robert doing stand up. He's the one with his head in his hands going, Why the fuck am I even talking? At lunch, uh, come see yeah. come come see Dan. Oh yeah, Dan's tap dancing. Yes. Da- Dan's on got a Zoom. <laughs> on a carpet. Like recital. It'll just be my feet, but I swear it's me. On a soft carpet in socks. Tappy tappy tappy. Sparks shooting everywhere. Uh I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my other podcasts, uh, Action Boys, where uh, it's a Patreon podcast, but we got some free episodes out there. We talk about classic action movies for longer than the length of the movies themselves. Also, I have the Gino Lombardo show now on Stitcher Premium. Two seasons are out if you're listening to this right now, which means you can go to promo code Gino, one free month, and listen to all the first season and however many episodes are out for season two right now. Bye, shitheads! That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. Game in town. You wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're gonna be making Terminators. <laughs> We're gonna make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys.
Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.